Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty-three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs' kingdom. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Um, as you can tell, I am not the Geordie lovable fellow that is Brad Simcox. It is Tom Childs. Unfortunately, Brad couldn't join us today. But joining me is our very own Manchester Titan, Dave Barnett. Dave, how are you doing? I'm all right, Tom. This is weird. I don't like it. It is. Do you know this is the first show that we're ever going to put out with just me and you? It's not, is it? I'm sure we've done it before. We, Maybe we, like once. We actually recorded one, just me and you, and we listened back to it afterwards, and we decided that we didn't want to put it out because no, it was so didn't terribly you, boring. Didn't you, no, you, <laughs> it wasn't even that. You messed it up. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Um, I don't like hosting. I, I try to avoid it at all costs, but unfortunately, there is times when Brad can't make the show, so... Tonight is one of those occasions that you have to put up with me and big, Dave. He's a big timer now, isn't he? Big timer. So he is. Shows he up is. when he feels like it. That That's very true. But on the plus side, because he's not here, it means we can talk about things that he doesn't want to normally talk about. For example, the like, Great British Bake Off final. <laughs> or how shit Newcastle are at football. Yeah, we no one wants to hear about Newcastle. Oh, United. okay. Cool. No one. No, but did you watch the final? No, I've not watched it yet. Oh. I know. Okay. Tell me okay. about it. I yes. was, you know what? When you mentioned it on Sunday, I was like, "Yep, definitely going to watch it on time this week." Didn't, definitely didn't. I was like, "Nope, I completely forgot that we were going to talk about it on this show." So I've just ruined your five-minute segment there, Tom. <laughs> you have. So you you are currently spoiler-free when it comes to the final. I am spoiler-free when it comes to the final. Um, and as soon as we finish recording this show, I will watch said final <laughs> I don't know how you've done it I don't know how you've managed it in this day and age um, a man that's on his phone a fair amount I was going to say you're talking to a guy that works in IT if I want to avoid stuff I'll avoid stuff it just you know you just have to know where not to go yeah I suppose and use the whole Twitter mute button like I did it a few a few months ago I, I a few select words that I chose, mainly Brexit, Trump and Kanye West. I put them on mute on Twitter and Twitter's been a happier place ever since. Do you know what I do when it comes to Twitter? What's that? Just don't go on it. <laughs> I have noticed. <laughs> I have it makes not. it so much easier. <laughs> like, don't go on it. Like, I get, I'll occasionally get tagged in a post and that's about it. Other than that, nope, don't go on it. Well, I think we'd find it pretty hard to run this group and promote this podcast and get this podcast out there without Twitter. So someone has to take that, the plunge. But that's the thing is, like, I actually probably do more on the Arrows Abroad Twitter than I've ever done on my own Twitter. That, like, over the course of the last few years, 100%. Well, if you want to follow Dave, he's a riveting follower, as you can tell. He's <laughs> at Dave Barnett22. <laughs> I probably knew that before he did. Private Twitter profile. Can't even follow me. <laughs> well, speaking of cooking... It did have me wondering, because I'm a terrible chef, Yeah. and my go-to food, if I was going to make food, say I'm on my own, Yeah. yeah. and I feel like being adventurous in the kitchen, my mm. go-to is 
cheesy beans on toast with some brown sauce. Like, I'm so standard. I mean, I was right there with you till the brown sauce, but... Really? Yeah. I Cooking's not for me. Although I enjoy cooking programs. I like Hell's mm-hmm. Kitchen. I like MasterChef. I like Great Rich Bake Off. I just never been one for the kitchen myself. Yeah. Hey, oh, never mind. I Sorry, I thought you were leading into like a like a segment here, but no. Did I ruin it with the Bake Off thing? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of did, you know. Like I oh. had this whole five, six minute part for the show planned, and then we could roll into football chat, but you know, <laughs> you basically ruined my life once again. Anyways, oh. the reason we're here, uh, we sports. have fo- we Go have sports. a football game on Sunday. Um, and all of a sudden, interesting football game because really? if well, yes, because hear me out. If we were playing Hugh Jackson's Cleveland Browns on Sunday, I would have put my life on us winning by more than two scores. But we're now playing a Greg Williams-led Cleveland Browns defense. I just you see it all the time in our football soccer. The whole new manager syndrome or the caretaker manager syndrome where teams do tend to play well once Mm. they've had a change. And I don't know if the same thing happens in American football. It happened with us, with the Chiefs and the Packers Packers. game. Like famously, Romeo Cornell comes in and then we knock off the unbeaten um, Packers. 13-0 as well. It wasn't early in the season. It was uh... With Carlo. And so there's that inside me which makes... We feel like this could be a potential banana skin. I'm a lot more worried about it now than I was, say, on Monday evening. Hmm. Um, um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, I can't, I can't see it. Like I say, the problem, uh, the thing for me is in the NFL, there's far too many moving parts for it to just change overnight. Like it, with football it's a little bit different because you know the game isn't schemed so much like obviously from the tactical side of things different teams will have the different setups and the different formations and ways they'll like to play but in american football like scheme is so important and it's not something you can't just bring in a new playbook and suddenly start running new things overnight and expect to run it successfully. It's just it's not going to happen, and especially on a, on a team like that with a young quarterback that's only played what six games. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just and especially like the the guy that's coming in is a def, you know a defensive guy that's not going to suddenly turn around their dreadful dreadful offense. Um, so yeah, I just I, and if you saw some of the things that Greg Williams came out with in the last like sort of twenty four hours, he's mm. just an oh, he's just, just an idiot. So yeah, I, him I, telling, I'm telling everyone that oh they had a practice and the offense beat the defense. When we yeah, and stuff like true. oh how I had like eleven offers in the off season and how uh, you know basically uh, you know teams offered me contracts without interviewing me and I was like okay this guy's just totally removed from reality. I kind of feel the thing is I kind of feel sorry for Browns fans because it's one of those situations where you look at how much suffering those fans have had to put up with in recent years, and there was just that little glimmer of hope coming into this year. And even after the start, like the first couple of games, it was like okay, you know they probably should have beaten the Steelers in the first game, and I think they who did they beat week they two? Beat the Saints. They beat the Saints, or they no, lost. They lost to the Saints. Sorry, no, in overtime. They beat the Jets 
and the yeah. Beat, and the, uh, beat oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield came in and, mm-hmm. yeah, sort of turned that around. And it was kind of like, you know what? They might not be dreadful this year. Mm-hmm. And then it's just fallen apart again. And mm-hmm. obviously it doesn't help when you've got a head coach that's had a record of three wins and 36 losses with a tie <laughs> as a head coach of your team. That's, you know, kind of a recipe for disaster. But... um yeah, it's just it just same old, same old, and like for fans of that um, that team that have suffered for as long as they have, you just you kind of hope they can get it turned around soon, because no no fans like should have to put up with that level of dreadfulness for as long as they have, and I, th- I, I certainly think they've got the pieces there, but they they, they dreadfully dreadfully need to get. The, the right coaching staff in place this off season, like you would think, a quarterback guy or an offensive guy at least, to sort of help with Mayfield's development and get that offense ticking over. Because there's a lot of talent on there. You know, Nick Chubb's a very good running back. You got Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, the guy they drafted um, this year, who's super talented. They've got a decent offensive line, so they've, they've got players there. They've got Njoku as well, the tight end they drafted in the first round last year. So there's there's lots of talent there. It's just getting the best out of that talent, which hasn't been happening for the last two years. Which we hope they do, because as you rightly pointed out there, I feel like the rest of the league outside of the AFC North kind of pity the Browns a little bit, have some sympathy there mm. um, for them. And I think we are all willing them to turn it around as a franchise because it, it imagine this like alternate universe where all of a sudden the best teams in the NFL are the Kansas City Chiefs the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns mm. like imagine that 10 years ago um, let's say Ben Roethlisberger retires let's say Brady retires or dies or something like that Bill Belichick dies I don't know um, let's say that I don't know the Bengals turn to part the Ravens all of a sudden can't play defence Imagine the universe where the Browns, the Jets, the Chiefs and the likes of the Texans or the Titans are the best teams in the NFL. Like I feel like this is where we could be going if the if the Browns nail their coaching appointment, which I think John Dorsey and Haslam will do. Well, I just got one counter to your argument there. Like if there's two things you can rely on in life to to happen, it's taxes and the Ravens playing defense, so yeah. <laughs> I think that's one thing you're not going to have to like. That's not that's not going to happen anytime soon. Like, like, regardless of who they seem to have, that Ra- that Ravens team always seems to have a, a very good defense. <laughs> well, let's talk about defense because the the Browns they probably although they have the talent on the off- offensive side of the ball, they clearly mm. are lacking in coaching. But yeah. defensively, they've looked very good. Miles um, Garrett has looked well, not very. I wouldn't say very good. Sorry, they've, they've looked middle of the good. road enough yeah. that if you've got a, an offense that's competent, you, you're going to win a decent number of games. Exactly. They're pretty much if if though I would feel comfortable in saying if the Chiefs had the Browns' defense, we could quite comfortably go for an unbeaten season. I would yeah, say, that yeah, they, the, they I, are, I think the talent talent wise, yes, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So it all starts with Miles Garrett up front. Mm. Um, how impressive have you been with him since he's come into the league? Uh, yeah, he's uh, <laughs> worth every every bit of that number one overall draft pick. He is a nightmare uh, up front for a lot of teams to deal with. Um, just a physical freak who's now starting to learn, you know, 
the game a little bit better as well. Um, I think that was possibly the knock on him in college was like he was this physical freak that could dominate but just didn't quite put it all together mm-hmm. like you know like you would expect a guy like that to put up in you know crazy stats mm-hmm. um from a, a decent defensive standpoint um whereas now just you know two years what two and a half years down the line um Sorry, two and a half years down the line, a year and a half down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, he he looks phenomenal. Um, and I think another a big one, um, Denzel Ward, their, mm-hmm. their first pick this year, their second year pick this year. Flipnick. The Browns have so many first round picks; it's so difficult <laughs> the, to remember the who's pick the, overall in this year's draft. Yeah, which is crazy to think that's yeah. the second pick in the first round for a team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he looks every bit as good as advertised as well, mm-hmm. and I think. Um, the the Browns have been highly justified in taking him where where they did um, because there was, I think there was as a you lot see of people with people that turn their nose up at the pick yeah I just like, like a lot of people thought he was the best corner in the draft but mm. you know just with how the Chubb sitting there on the board as well at the time people yeah and I, I think a lot of teams thought the Browns might trade back out of that spot mm. because the, there was a lot of teams looking for a quarterback as you know four went in the top 10 um so i think a lot of teams were thinking "Mm, the browns could you know move back here they've got their their guy they can pick up a few extra picks you know for which for a team like the browns when they're in a you know rebuilding mode like they were you you thought that wouldn't be the worst idea but i say with how he's played you you definitely couldn't argue against that pick and i think as you've seen for a lot of teams this year like (laughs) <laughs> it's so hard to find that number one guy mm-hmm. that can play outside and cover a team's best receiver and he looks like he's got the potential to be able to do that um, so yeah I think he's going to be very very good this, there's still a few question marks um, on that defence which is why obviously I don't think they've quite played up to how you know I think people were expecting them to, but yeah, there's certainly a lot of play, you know a lot of pieces in place there for them for them to be good sooner rather than later. I would think. Well, their last three defensive outputs um, last week they conceded 33 to the Steelers. The week before it was 26 to the Bucks, and the week before that it was 38 to the Chargers. Um, mm-hmm. They also conceded 45 points to the Oakland Raiders as well and that's a team yeah. that have not been playing well offensively at all so um, the the stat lines um, although I think the defence to be fair to them have been put in a hard position um, mm-hmm. to be fair uh, the stats do show that the Chiefs may be able to get after them um, who who from the Chiefs do you reckon will prevail this week as our star last week we correctly guessed that it would be Sammy Watkins yeah yeah um, who, who do you think it will be this week? I, I think you, you can't look any further than Travis Kelsey this week. I, I genuinely don't think the Browns have got a guy that can cover cover Kelsey. You know, I'd expect Ward will, you know, do a pretty reasonable job on whoever he's over. You know, I'm not saying he'll keep him fully quiet, but, you know, I'd expect him to, to win a few battles here and there. But I honestly look at that Browns defence and I don't think they've got a guy that can hang with Kelsey. Um... You know, so I'd expect him to get a lot of looks, and I've, I think we'll see a whole lot of Kareem Hunt as well, especially if this game gets out of hand at any point. 
I'm not saying it will do, but you, you never kind of know. It's a, it's one of those games I think is going to go one or two ways. It's either going, you know the Chiefs are just kind of going to come out of the blocks and blow the Browns away in the first quarter, and it could get embarrassing, or it's going to be one of those really awkward games where the Chiefs don't play amazingly well and the Browns with new coach kind of just sort of hang around a lot longer than they probably should do. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch from that perspective. But, yeah, I just think um, offensively there's too much talent. The way that I think the Browns have been leaking a few more points since the first few weeks of the season... And it's, I think it's one of those losing becomes such a habit. Mm-hmm. It's such a hard habit to break, and people have talked about this about the, from, from the Browns before now. But it, it's just shown, like, even though you would say the Browns are much more talented this year and do have a lot more of the pieces in place, they're still struggling to win games, and mm-hmm. they've lost probably two, maybe three games this year that they probably should have won. Yeah, kickers um, times. And, yeah, as I say, it's just losing is such a hard habit to break. And I don't think they've quite got out of that yet. And, say, promoting a guy from within to take over the head coaching role is not going to change that mentality for me. And, I say, I think it's going to be the off-season before you'll really start to see the changes come in. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Dorsey possibly come knocking for Taub, Mm. potentially. Um, because he's been long rumored for a head coaching job and coming from a system well coming from a you know a successful team like like the Chiefs and like he was in place with the Bears before that it, you know I wouldn't be surprised um if he certainly gives him a look at at least the Andy Reid coaching tree will grow some more um looking ahead, looking ahead of the Browns their their remaining games I I see a maximum of two wins um, so I do think they they are in line for another top five pick. Um, mm. Next two weeks, they host the Chiefs and the Falcons, then they've got the bye, then they've got on the road to Cincinnati and Houston, then they host the Panthers at the Broncos, which is a potential game they could win, then they host the Bengals and on the road to Ravens. So for me, they're, they're staring down the barrel at a 4-11-1 type record um, at, at, a, at a push. Um, so it's going to be a long old... A long old mm-hmm. November and December for um, Browns fans, I'm afraid. When it, everyone thought it could be the year that they finished seven and nine, eight and eight, but we we'll have to wait and see. The quarterbacks last mm. time they played each other, yes, a very famous college football game, yes, um, quite a, a lot fam- of offense. Yeah, and us Chiefs fans, we seem to know this game quite well. Um, mm. I admittedly don't know of it. I didn't know of it at the time, but obviously mm. when we were leading up to a draft and like people like myself and others were looking at Mahomes as a potential yeah. pick, this game stood out, obviously, because yeah. of what happened. when. So when Oklahoma and Texas Tech played each other, they totaled for 1,700 yards between them. And the final score was 66-59 to Baker Mayfield's Oklahoma Sooners. So um, I don't expect anything like this on Sunday. But how close do you reckon Mahomes can get to 734 yards in a game? Uh, Not that close, to be honest. Um, It's going to be one of those that if it gets out of hand, they'll probably just... You'll you'll see a a heavy dose of Kareem Mm -hmm. Hunt and maybe even spent aware a little bit in the in the second half um uh, you know it's it is interesting because uh, like 
I do think, and people look at that game as probably one of the big reasons. That was one of the big reasons Mahomes got propelled up draft boards. Mm-hmm. Like he single-handedly dragged that Texas Tech team like through that game and like just trading blow for blow for an Oklahoma team that was way more talented, way, way more talented than that Texas Tech team. You know, I, I look at that and if I look at it as if Mahomes had been on that Oklahoma team, they would have won a national championship. Um, and yeah, somehow, you know, it was just, it was, I think there was, both teams punted on their opening possession of the second half. And other than that, it was just trading blow for blow. And yeah, just big, big plays, left, right, and center, you know. Um, and yeah, I say we're not going to see a similar game on on Sunday because the Browns' offense is not good enough. Um, and Mahomes, uh, sorry, Mayfield has still got some growing pains, which mm-hmm. is to be expected when you're, you know, true rookie, especially playing in a a team where your offense isn't good and you've now not really got an offensive coordinator and you know there's there's not a whole lot going on there so it, it's going to be tough for him um but you know he he's shown he's he, it's not going to let him let it rattle him and mm-hmm. i think it'll be fine i think he's going to be a very good player yeah, um, i'm hoping in years to come this is going to be a rivalry that yeah we see come to the forefront of the league i um a lot of people had a lot of bad things to say about Baker Mayfield and I although I I admit I'm not the biggest college football fan so I don't really know mm-hmm. much about his ability really yeah but from what I've seen and what I saw on Hard Knocks what I've seen of interviews I like the guy a lot yeah um, I think he carries himself really really well and he's got an air of arrogance about him but I think arrogance in top sportsmen and people that know that say, they're a lot of the best is, a lot of the best guys do don't they look at Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers is a wanker but, I love that guy so but, much. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't mind. But like Brady, he's like Brady's a nice guy, but he's he's still comes across as a bit of arrogance. Like the only person I've really seen in terms of like top quarterbacks in this league that are really the complete opposite to arrogant is probably Peyton Manning. Because I was going to say much, Russell Wilson, right? Russell yeah, Wilson's probably, yeah, like the probably, super nice guy that wouldn't hurt a fly. That's true, but Peyton Manning, like. Sorry to go off topic, I mean, even, although he's caused us so much heartache in the past. Even Peyton Manning but, was a bit of a dick. Like. He just makes me laugh, though. He really does make me laugh. Um, I don't know why, and I'm probably we're probably going to lose a couple of listeners for me saying that I like Peyton Manning. No, but, but it's just shot down, just immediately yeah. shot down. <laughs> yeah, there goes our thousands of listeners a week that we've yeah. been getting of late. <laughs> yeah. Back down to two of you. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but... Yeah, no, um, but I do like arrogance in, in sportsmen. I feel, and I just feel like Baker Mayfield knows he has that like je ne sais quoi yeah. type, and he he's gonna be he's gonna be a top top quarterback in his league. Yeah, definitely. I say, I, I think it's just so crucial for the Browns to go out this off season and bring in a guy that can help him develop properly mm-hmm. because you can see you only need to see how much of a difference it's made for Mahomes you know because if there were situations were reversed I think Mahomes would be having the same struggles as mm-hmm. as Baker Mayfield would be having in that Browns offense because it's not a well-run offense and it's not a well-coached team and you know Mahomes has been lucky that he got 
to sit a year behind Alex Smith. As much as we like to give Smith shit and say stuff about him, you know, it was a perfect situation for Mahomes and it's showing this year and it's paying dividends. And I think that that's going to be the crucial thing for Cleveland because if they screw this head coach in search up, then it could set them back another two, three years. Mm. I don't think they will. I think they're going to get it together. Um, I think firing Hugh Jackson, okay, you mm-hmm. never want to fire your, your coach mid-season if you can avoid it, but I think it was yep. the right thing to do um, because of this culture, because of this losing culture, mm-hmm. because of this 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 habit, as you've alluded to earlier, of losing. If they can get out of it, at least if they can be competitive going forward in the uh, next few weeks, then mm-hmm. at least it's something to hang their hat on. Um, but anyway, that's enough kiss-assing of the Browns because we've been really nice to them for a previous Yeah, season. I know, but you almost feel like you have to be because, yeah. you know, they get shit on on every Sunday, so I don't like want to do it during the week as well. Like, I would go up to a Browns fan and give them a cuddle, I think, if I saw one. You on know, Sunday. we've been bad in yeah. the not-too-distant past, mm-hmm. and we've been terrible in the playoffs as well, so we, we, we've been there, and yeah. I understand and it's nice to not be on that side of things anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, d- I really genuinely do hope that they can turn it around soon. Yeah. Well, we, we are an example of how you can come out the other side. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if I feel like this was rehab, we would be the, the person that's bought into Shah. This is Tom. He used to be a <laughs> drug addict. And now look at him. He's gambling at it. Around. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just feel like the Chiefs are the, the rehabbed man. And yeah, the, yeah. The, the Browns are the man that's going mental or got an addiction. Let's yeah. let's hope they can get out of the other side. Anyways, before we go too dark with this podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where's Brad when you need him? I know. Um, give us a score prediction for Sunday. Uh, I say I, I just think Chiefs are going to have way too much. Um, there's 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 a lot of yeah bad things going on in Cleveland right now. So I think the Chiefs win. 41 to 13. I'm going to go very similar. Um, I think it's going to be one of those performances where people will come out the other side and go, oh, look, the Chiefs defense is back. It's playing really well. When really it's just going to be covering up the cracks, playing against a a terrible offensive team. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the Browns might get slightly more. Um, I'll say 16 points. Mm but the Chiefs are going to have far too much in offense. And I think we let up on them a little bit and we score 34. And as we've mentioned on this podcast, uh, expect to see a lot of Kareem Hunt in the second half. Mm. Um, but I'm still waiting for this Chad Henney perform, uh, Chad, Chad Henney appearance. It's It's got to happen sometime. It's not going to happen. It is. Unless we it, get to week 17 and we're locked into the number one seed. Holmes is not, is going to play every snap this season. Well, I, I hope you're wrong, because if you're wrong, it means things are going well for us. Um, speaking of the number one seed, just a quick sidetrack. Huge game Sunday night mm-hmm. football. Yeah. Packers-Patriots. Do you reckon the Packers can do us a favour? I think they can. I generally yeah. think they can. Um, they were very unfortunate against the Rams on Sunday, on the road, in LA. So, yeah, I, I think they can pull that upset. Like They need this game. They need to win this game, really. Um Otherwise, you start to think that they're going to fall behind in the playoff race in the NFC. So mm. I expect some more late fourth quarter magic from Aaron Rodgers and the, the Packers to, to sneak that one out. Mm-hmm. 
do us a favour, give us that two-game lead back. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because we need it. And obviously the Chargers, uh, they've got the Seahawks, is it, this weekend? Which is a a sneaky, tough game game for them as well. Um, So hopefully the... um, the Seahawks and the Packers. Yeah, the NFC can do us a favour this week. Yeah, it would be very nice. So um, go to the 12s and go Pack Go. Um, but anyways, that's enough for tonight's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show, even though our lovely Geordie fellow wasn't here. Um, we'll be back on Sunday night, possibly, or Monday, um, to give you all the ups and downs and news and reaction from a hopeful, hopeful, hopefully easy win against the Browns we'll see you struggled with that sentence yeah I did um, I was doing the whole Ron Burgundy thing again <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy <laughs> yeah, it's becoming a theme of this show but anyways um, from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon <laughs>